0: Welcome to Space Brains, the show where we joy-watch sci-fi movies and talk about what was good and what was great. I'm Surrey, and this is Mark.
1: Hiya, Uh, tonight we're talking about Anon. It's a 2018 uh, sci-fi film written and directed by Andre Nicole and starring Clive Owen and Amanda Sedfried. So consider this your spoiler warning.
0: Yes, you better turn back now if you haven't seen this film, because we're going to talk all about it.
1: So then come back and listen in to episode 19, sorry, of Space Brains. Holy moly. So what was your number one takeaway?
0: Uh, The the great thing that Anon said, I was was thinking, what was her name? We actually don't know her name, hence the name of the film. Anon, she said, it's not that I have anything to hide, it's I've got nothing I want you to see. Yeah, nice line. That's a lovely thing there. And I thought, yeah, that's... That's the way it is, isn't
1: it? It definitely is, yeah. And because because this film speaks so much about that whole privacy and data online, really, doesn't it? But set in a future yeah, version I, of that.
0: Yeah, I think when I'm saying, when I ask you, is this a hope, warning, or experiment, I, can, I would guess your answer, but you tell me what it
1: was. <laughs> uh, I think it's a um, warning. Warning, warning. 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 Uh, probably basically because of that whole data breach and privacy and how much you know du- you know how much we put ourselves out there currently but then this film takes it to a whole another level doesn't it
0: the interesting thing they also point out here is uh, in part of it was kind of obvious here but there's some secret parts there was is how much they rely on how much we rely on yeah, this information definitely once they didn't have this access through their net to get a hold of who anon was and all the rest of it the police were useless
1: yeah and he's clive owen's character um actually says a really great line very early on he's like we're actually going to have to solve this crime (laughs) the old-fashioned way you know like it's that real sort of and it's when it, when that happened that was a part of me i kind of giggled a little bit in that oh this is a detective film but it's sci-fi like it kind of ticked both those boxes yeah. and it was almost like that was like, that was what the writer was doing there wasn't it it was, it was a bit of, of a like,
0: noir feel you yeah. know where you've got the femme fatale and yeah, the yeah definitely the hard-bitten divorced drinking <laughs> smoking detective you yes. know yes
1: yeah with the checkered past yeah. you know the child and stuff so yeah, it was uh, really great, this film. I, I, I was really satisfied at the end of this film. Like, I thought it'd teach so many really good boxes in the sci-fi world. I really did love that opening, that, that when he's walking down the street and you're seeing how all that digital world exists. and Because he's walking down the street and you get to see, like, you know, there's fake billboards on buildings. And then, like, you know, he looks at someone and it kind of brings up their data file. Then he looks at someone else and it's their data file. Um, and even cars, like a car drives past and it says it's a replica, blah, blah, blah. You know, like it was a really cool way of introducing the world to us very quickly. And of course, then he does walk past a non who, you know, what does it write up? I it think glitches. glitches says error. Error, error, error unknown. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Un- unknown file or something? Yeah, oh, yeah,
1: something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was really, really interesting. So what have you been up to But sorry.
0: But sorry, but sorry has finished writing his books and I've actually started outlining writing a new book which is How to Write a Book. Nice. It's cool. uh, nice and sort you of... You've written the three books now? So I've written the three books. Are they published or are you... Uh, not... Number one is up there and available. Yep. Number two... That's on Amazon. Number two is waiting for me to uh, click the button. Mm-hmm. I've sort of... Well, what I've done is I've actually gone through and just straightened a few things out with uh, number one, having received the, my printed copy... Hard copy of number one. I've sort yeah. of looked at the formatting and decided it's a couple of tweaks I wanted to make, yeah. just to uh, some font changes and um, some other formatting stuff. Yeah. Number three is written. It needs to be um, revised, yeah. edited, basically yeah. a little bit. Uh, and whilst I'm sort of doing that, I'm also uh, I'm also doing a, an edit and proofread of a friend's book, "How to Make Friends."
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> so there you go. Nice. Uh,
0: it's it's a it's a how to guide.
1: How to to make friends.
0: Yeah. So and, and so now I'm I'm putting together how because in order to write my books and so forth, uh, yeah, I've got quite a history of writing and not finishing, and then I spend a lot of time actually researching how you know different structures for narratives, how to fit things together. Yeah. And then uh, you know at what how big each part of the book should be at what point should uh inciting incident which is something yeah. i learned in my researches yeah. and then on top of that is the physical and practical aspects of self-publishing which is how do you format a document so that it will be publishable yep uh how do you make an e-book uh so that that will go on to kindle for example yeah yeah uh so there's there's all that sort of information there which i've i've taken note of and i'm now Going to collate, and, and I've synthesized it a bit with some of my own creativity to produce a I think it's basically eight-step guide to cool. writing a novel. Yeah, and cool. if you go through this step by step and actually do the work that I say, you will end up with a novel. Mm. Uh, and it will have an appropriate um, plot. Yeah. So it'll have the right ups and downs. Uh, it'll finish at the right place. It'll start at the right place. I can't guarantee how well you write it or whether you choose a good story, but it will be a novel that if someone read it, they would go, "Yes, that was that a, is a novel." That is a that is a story, <laughs> and it works. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm, you know, I can't control how well you do it. No, but, of course not. But the thing is, you, and and you'll do it relatively quickly, efficiently, because I've written three, four. Yeah, I've had to go at four novels. The inefficient way. Yep. Before these most recent three. Yeah. So the first book took me three and a half years to write. Yeah. And there was a lot of editors' edits chucked on the floor. Yeah. Tens of thousands of words. Uh, and so that took three and a half years. These three books took me just under twelve months. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and I'm hoping to bring out four books in this coming year. Right. Wow. So, and and. It, it's down to being efficient so setting up your document before you start writing so you don't waste time formatting at the end when you've got yourself like a three four five hundred page manuscript and you have got to try and format it yeah, yeah. that's a pain yeah, you want to do that up front that's one revision you d- less you have to do yeah, for example definitely, definitely so yeah that's that's what i'm getting into now
1: uh, i might have to look at read buy and read that book of yours sorry because i mean i'm i've obviously been writing scripts but uh, I do have a couple of ideas that I think would work better as a book. Mm. And so it's, I mean, it's probably always been a bit of a back of the mind goal. Oh, it'd be lovely one day to write a book. I don't necessarily see myself as like an author in that way. Mm. But uh, yeah, because I did think about that the other day with one of my ideas. And I was like, oh, this could work more as a book. And, but then I was thinking, I'm not too sure how you would start that. I've learned so much over the years about script writing, but not really about writing a novel. It's funny, I'm in the same
0: situation, I'm thinking, yeah, it'd be really cool to do a movie treatment of exit planning. I've written the audio drama and the novel. And could I then, you know, that surely is enough material to count the script. And I was in the same situation going, I'm not sure how you start writing a script. And so that would be a whole nother research program. I
1: will say Robert McKee's story, which 90% of that book, it's all about screenwriting, mm. but he actually has a whole section on uh, changing a novel to a script.
0: Oh, that would because
1: be because so so it's a part of because I
0: think that would be a skill in itself. Yeah, one and, and that's thing... what he
1: says. That's what he says. He's like a lot of screenwriters think, oh, it'd be really easy. I've written a script. And then he talks about no, it's actually quite hard, you know. So, uh, and I think a lot of, you know a lot of us out there do see that, don't we? we? See books that have been adapted to the screen, and if you've been a big fan of the book, you do kind of you kind of get a bit disappointed a lot of the time with the film. Yeah, well, know, so. often
0: it's hard to translate media because yeah. there's, uh, as people sort of say in, in the writing community, they also say, don't write like it's a movie. Yeah. You can't. No. Yeah, if you, often you imagine scenes like you would if you were seeing a movie, yep. but you can't then write it like right, that like because that. No. it you get the opposite effect where, you know, people watch a movie of the book and they say, oh, the book was so much richer and, yeah. and it felt more intimate. Yep. And then yeah, you get the other opposite thing where people read the book and kinda of go, it feels a bit distant and sort of yeah. not much. The movie's much better, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. But I think I'll have to take you up on that. I'll have to buy it when that you're gonna let me know when that book comes out. Yeah, uh, Six million
0: dollars and... for a pre order. Okay.
1: <laughs> Just put it on the Space Brains <laughs> tab, okay? <No>. okay. <laughs> the account. The, the gonna... Space Brains credit card. Okay. Scan that through. That will get it on Amazon.
0: okay. Well, yeah. So what else have you been up to?
1: Well, I'm I'm I've got a short film coming up. Too, oh yes, I um, saw your casting call for that. Yeah, yeah. So right, I've got uh, I've got a fair crew already set up. So I started with a cinematographer. I'd met an AD at that Screen West thing, and I kind of reached out to her, and she was, she was available, and she's all. Okay. So what's an AD? Assistant director. Okay. They're pretty much there just to keep the ship running, so that then as you, the director, can kind of just really focus on that creative side. Um. So yeah I met with a cinematographer through a friend I'd not worked with him previously but I thought I'd reach out to him and
0: they they set up the camera shots so yeah, you yeah. say I want to I want to zoom in over here and yeah. a
1: pan over there and yeah. they
0: know what that means and how to yeah. do it. Yeah? and they
1: might also turn around and sort of say, oh, you know, like we should be tighter or we should be closer yeah. or move the actor back. You know, like you You're know, not going to be able to get a good shot by yeah, yeah, going yeah. through there. That's yeah. really okay. Um, or they need to figure out how to do that technically and your vision. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's got to be a working relationship. He's a bit of a young guy, but, um, yeah, we went and had a coffee and had a good chat and talked about the script and, you know, uh, he's, he was keen and he's available. Uh, and I've also got a lighting guy that I know, so he's available. And I put out the casting call, and I've had quite a quite a bit of um, reach actually. So I'm just narrowing down the exact casts right now. It's only two; it's just two actors, so uh, a male and a female. So I've just just now, yeah, you know, yeah, I've got a bunch to pick from basically, which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, and a wide variety of actors actually.
0: So. But, uh... Clive Owen and Hilary Swank? Um,
1: not yet. Might be able to pull in Hilary Swank. You know, she did I Am Mother. You know, Next time it. she's in Australia. <laughs> yeah. This is a low, low budget film, as in no one is getting paid at this point in time. Um, there's costs involved in the film making, but um, yeah, no one's actually getting paid. So what I've said is because then all my goal will be for it to go out to appropriate festivals because it's a bit of a psychological thriller, it's not sci fi. Uh, Festivals that that suits, I will try to put in as many as that during twenty twenty. If it wins any cash prizes, well then I'll divvy that up, you know, according to industry rates. If it wins a camera, well then I suppose I just have to take that. So yeah, it's exciting.
0: That's that's very cool.
1: So that's coming up in uh, the end of no, yeah, in about a month. So and well, and yeah. when
0: you when you publish it or make it available in some way, I'm sure we'll announce it and yeah, everyone. Both of you can go out and uh, watch it. Yeah, that's
1: right. <laughs> well, that's the thing with the festival circuit; it needs to kind of go on the festival circuit. I'll try hard for twenty twenty. Yeah, and then because none of the festivals accept it once you put it on YouTube. Or anything. No, you know, so it's no. too late then. So if you well, just it's
0: it's it's the chance then of the judges seeing it yeah. and uh, people. Yeah. yeah. No, well, that's that's kind of so it of, is
1: exciting. Yeah, 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 yeah. So and a couple of actors that have reached out, you know, they've they've got agents and all this sort of stuff. So. You know they're not mucking around, yeah. So it's just whether they suit the bill. Um, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah,
0: that'd be tough good. doing uh, casting auditions. Like. Yeah.
1: Well, the hard thing as well is I, yeah. Especially being the writer, I think you have a bit of a vision of what the character looks like, or mm. you, you know, and and might not. You know, you've got to be a bit. When well, this is the thing, we're not Hollywood. You're not paying people. You can't exactly cast maybe the exact person. But, you know, you have an age bracket or you have a bit of a look in your head of what they should look like. And, of course, some actors reach out to you and you're like, wow, you don't, you don't look like anything like the character in my head. But that could be kind of cool if you played that character, you yeah. know. So you've got to be a little bit flexible. Because we are talking, you know, no one's getting paid. So that's the case. The yeah. other thing is that script of mine, One Day's Walk, I've put that on the blacklist. Iron Mother was on the blacklist. So I'm paying for that. There is a competition that Warner Brothers are looking for an unsolicited or unscript um, uh, uh, writer. So there's a competition, it's closing right. I think it closed Monday. And uh, the opportunity then will be, you will write a script for Warner Brothers. And last year they picked two West Australian script writers. There's Australian wide competition um, through the blacklist. And uh, last year they did actually pick two West Australian scriptwriters and they, you know, gave them a project to write. I don't think that film's been made, but um, yeah. So one my one my script, One Day's Walk, is up there as a sample, you know, of uh, for that competition, but then it's also on the blacklist. So someone else might read it and see what happens. Yeah.
0: That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. So it does cost uh, 30 US a month to have it up there. Cool. So, yeah, you don't want it to be up there for too but, long. But, you know,
0: Grant, Grant <laughs> Spitori of Iron Mother said that it was when he got up on the blacklist when people, you know, he actually started being able to yeah, talk to people.
1: that's right. Yeah. So. I mean, look, if you think about an Iron Mother that had a, I think it was about a $10 million budget yeah, at I the end of the day, something, that, something around that. I mean, you, you do think, well, what, you put the script up and it costs you $30 a month. Like, well, it's not much in a $10 million budget, is it? So. You got to kind of spend money to make money as they say sometimes, you know.
0: Yeah, it's all yeah. marketing advertising yeah. costs, isn't
1: it? Yeah, anyway, so I've put it up there and it's getting an evaluation as well from a, re- a script reader, so that's all part of the deal. So for the competition, so yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah.
0: Awesome source, as they say, or at least at least <laughs> well, as I say.
1: Yeah, well, that's what that's the wording that you and I say. So anyway, we went in, we watched uh a non the 2018 film, he's a New Zealand Londoner, filmmaker, scriptwriter and director, Andre uh, Nicole, I believe is how you say his name. Oh, so, really? I always
0: said but... Nicole.
1: Oh, <laughs> Nicole. Well, if he's out there, he might, you know, he might really uh, correct us. Being from New Zealand and we're Australian, I'm sure he'll want to correct us. But look, I went back and I had a look at his credits. Gattaca. Gattaca. Oh, so, ah, yeah, yeah, I can see okay. that actually. I... Um, the Truman Show. Yeah. Right, which is not sci-fi at all.
0: Well, like in the, kinda.
1: Well, maybe, maybe it is. It's it's kinda fantasy, it kind of sci-fi it Can you make the argument that's sci-fi? Then mm. in 2002, it's a movie called S1M1, that's sci-fi. Okay, it's about a woman uh, a, a, a movie's being made and the female lead leaves the production and instead the director uses a digital version and the audience think she's real. Uh-huh. And it's a good film. So that's what it's called. Uh, the Terminal, that's not sci fi. Uh, oh, that's Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks. Yeah. Lord of War.
0: Well, he's me. he's worked with some big guys like Jim yeah, yeah, Carrey and Tom Hanks. Script. Yeah, so, these are big.
1: Yeah. Lord of War, Nicholas Cage, Nicholas, that's Nicholas. not sci fi. <laughs>
0: mind you, it's probably. Uh, most people at some point have worked with Nicholas Cage. I think it, he's it's, cause a it's very the, prolific uh, yeah, actor, isn't
1: he? He's extremely prolific. Um, in Time, now that's a big sci-fi. Did you have you seen that before with uh, Justin Timberlake and uh, is that Oh no, that's where they, they trade. It's all about the time. Their life Quite of Quite a their good time. sci-fi that yeah. one. I liked that one. Yeah. Um, and The Host as well as in 2013, and uh, that's about aliens coming down and taking over bodies or something. I've not actually seen that, so but it is a sci-fi. Uh, and then he did the a, a good uh, in 2014, Good Kill. It's a like a war movie, so it's a little bit different. And then Anon in 2018. And then apparently what's announced is Monopoly. Is his next
0: the film. board game?
1: Yeah, I think so. But it'll be a movie, right? <laughs> oh, just they're really no, right, keep it positive. Remember, they really reach don't They, like, they reach sometimes, but look, look he's got a, this guy keeps getting gigs. I mean, like this, is, this is what I was saying before about. You know, like you're well established. He should be getting gigs like Monopoly, really. Well, it's it's he can say no, but
0: <laughs> it's it's funny though because it's just more the case of the um how how you draw the movie out of a board game because they did with like Battleship. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed watching the movie Battleship. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, I haven't actually seen that. It was kind of that. um, you know, it's a straightforward sort of aliens attacks and and the the ships fighter and. Yeah, yeah there's some t- there's some tie-ins there to. Well, that's a sci-fi. Yeah, there's some tie-ins there to the board game, and so forth. But kind of, you know, you're going. It didn't have to have anything to do with the board game. Like it, it's not like these computer game movies where there's usually a plot in the computer game, so you can kind of follow a similar story. But when you're talking Monopoly, you're going you go around a board and buy stuff.
1: But like you, you basically did the reaction of why Hollywood. Wants to make a movie like this, which is you're kind of like, ah, oh, and that's the whole thing. Is like an audience will go, uh, I want to see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. how have they turned that? I know. Up? How How is Monopoly <laughs> like, a movie? Like as you just said with Battleship, it's like, how does that become a movie? Oh, alien. Oh, okay. I'm mean, I'm kind of intrigued now. Okay, so there's aliens and a an neighbor. Okay, yeah, all right. Okay, yeah. I see that. Yeah, I want to go see what happens. You know, maybe Monopoly. Actually, it's like a little. They of There's quite aliens, a. Have you a little... seen
0: Monopoly uh, Battleship? No. Oh, okay. Well, I won't spoil it for you, but it, they they actually structure you the story <laughs> quite. Yeah. Well,
1: there <laughs> has to be a line in. The they film, do. They man. use. The, yeah. They have.
0: I can't remember what the exact line is, but it's very much like that. Where, yeah, yeah where 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 the, the admiral. I think. Yeah. Here's, you know, the, the the aliens blow up one of the a ships. Boat, yeah. And the admiral goes, oh, you alien bastards! You <laughs> sank my battleship." Oh, well, yeah. there's something along those lines. I yeah, can yeah, exactly. well, not? But it's it's quite a a cleverly structured storyline to enable this battleship to be the hero like it all makes sense like when when you go through it it's it's only when you look at it the 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 events happen and so forth and then you look at and kind of go clever little buggers you just you had to work that in there somehow didn't you and you managed it so it's actually quite well uh you know written from that point of view You, you could argue that it is kind of a a schlocky action film but yeah um, nothing wrong with that. Well, really.
1: look, Andre, I mean, as I just listed, are, there's are some really good films there. So maybe he's the man to take Monopoly and just make it into something. And he's probably going to make it sci fi. Yeah, why not? You know, like, well, he might. Like, his hit ratio, like, there's, it's like four or five out of 10 of his films are sci fi. So he really might. So, Anon, it's a world without anonymity or crime and a detective. Yeah. Has to search for a uh, murder case where there is no kind of digital evidence. Like you said before, Mm. they've got to kind of like go back, backwards in time and be detectives like the old days.
0: Yeah, they actually have to sort of piece things together. Yeah. It's quite good.
1: Yes, it is very good. Now, this film was a Netflix original to begin with. That's what it was. Uh, Netflix were obviously funded it, paid for it, but it did also get a cinema. So it kind of transferred both worlds because apparently some production company, which I didn't write down, um, yeah, took it over and said, oh, you know, we want to put it in the cinemas as well as Netflix. So they did run it for that for a little while. Clive Owen, he's no stranger to sci-fi, is he?
0: No. Clive Owen...
1: <laughs> Have I stomped. I see that your space brain is ticking away there. So, <laughs> yeah, is it? No, I might say,
0: dang, dang, <laughs>
1: dang, dang. dang. <laughs> it's talking and it's ticking. I can hear it from here. Because what isn't it? Uh, children of um, what's that one? Children of the men men? Of...
0: Yeah, children of man.
1: Children of man. And that's a sci-fi.
0: It, was he in that one? Yeah. That was, it was like the all the world's women had become infertile yeah. and all the world's men had become infertile. Yeah. Uh, and. Yeah, actually, now that was a really cool film. That was a cool there's film. a really cool bit there where they have, and this is the year where the last child yeah, becomes 18. That's right. Yeah, it's like so it was 18 years after this event, yeah. and so there's the, the there's no one under the age of 18 anymore. Mm. So they have repealed the laws, like yeah. you know, now everyone can vote, everyone can drink, everyone can yeah. join the army. Like there was, there was no longer any children's television entertainment, yeah. none of that. It. <laughs> it's, yeah, that's a fascinating concept.
1: Yeah. Um, so we should go through the plot bits, hey?
0: Yeah, so so as you said, it starts off with uh, Clive Owen. What was his name?
1: I don't know. I actually did not write uh, down his name. I didn't put it let's down. Let's just down. call him Clive. Clive. Clive does Clive well, you know. Like yeah, he's so he's... A, as you said before, he's a surly, grumpy, divorced um you know, smoking, tr- Everyone smoked in Every- this. I oh, know, and that was good. That was a good little bit of, you know, like, kind of prop, you know, like yeah. added to the world of this. And that, that's this the
0: whole noir thing where they're it always going to be smoking. They're going to
1: be smoking, they're going to be, and they drank, you know, they're not drinking beers. They're drinking They were constantly like, drinking whiskey. Hard, hard. It's so like it might
0: beer. as well have been, you yeah, know, Mad Men, 1950s. Yeah. Pretty much. So, so yeah, so he's walking down the street and.
1: Uh, we see I, what he sees. Is that where? It- <laughs> yeah, pretty much it does, yeah.
0: Yeah, okay, I, I thought there was a uh, a case he had to turn up to. No, he's walking down the street, he's he's seeing the advertisements. He's, he's notified of the case. Yeah he's, yeah, he's seeing the advertisements, he's seeing people and he sees he gets this error on this woman who walks past. Yeah. He, he thinks no more sort of of it because he gets notified he's got to come in um, to do his work, which we see is he, he rocks up uh, into an office. He does. Basically, and he sits at a table. And someone across the other side spins some story. Yeah. And he looks away a little bit and we, we follow his track through the net and he brings up images. Yeah. Uh, so there's a woman who accuses. That's right, the maid. Accuses of the maid of stealing. Yeah. And he still goes, well, I'll handle it. I'll show you. And there's nothing there. And then the other cop says, why didn't you show three seconds before that? And we see actually the maid did take it. Yeah. And he, he says something like, oh, well, you know, you didn't see what happened before that, before that yeah. where you know she really needs the you know, the where she sold it to buy food for her kids yeah, or something. Yeah, that's right, that's right, yeah. And so that's the that's the save the cat moment. That's it where is. despite this uh detective's unpleasant apparent exterior and his work and his ability to pry into people, uh, he's clearly got a very strong morality there mm. where he he believes in justice more so than the law.
1: Yeah, definitely. And we're seeing that like and then there's like another guy that committed suicide, jumped off a building, and he can show that. So it's obviously, you know, it sets up the premise that as a detective he can reveal, you know, he can access other people's files, can't he? Their yeah, memory, and look through case. their eyes. Yeah. and,
0: and so. it, Which is a very computer game experience I found, and they, yeah. they used that a fair bit in there Yeah, in this movie where we get sort of through the eyes, first-person view.
1: Yeah, he's then notified of a, um, see, a sensitive case I believe, I think it's an unknown file comes up and then he's given permission by his boss. His boss kind of comes into the story and it's revealed that there's this murder and we see it through the vision. They're all sort of sitting there in the uh, police station watching it and the shooter who murders this man, we see it through the eyes that he he can't see the shooter, can he?
0: Yeah, we see see the, the shooter's... Point of view. Yeah, we see the so,
1: shooter's point of view and the victims in the shot, and but what the victim is seeing is the shooter's point of view. So it's very confusing. Yeah. So
0: that, yeah, they're trying to they're trying to see that because, and this is what confuses the police. Is like, yeah. well, like what do we do? Because yeah. normally all they do is they just see who committed the crime. <laughs> That's and, right. They can just pull up the vision. Someone will have seen it. You know, yeah. They they even looked at in a, a baby's eyes, like yeah. so. They're really sort of showing that these people have this uh, implants yep. from birth, birth essentially. Where they, what, what what were they looking the baby's eyes for? And then at the same. Yeah, so they got.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To solve the crime. They can yeah, look was... into anyone's eyes. Look through yeah. anyone's eyes. Yeah. yeah. Um, And then at the same time, he is, Clive is getting obsessed with this woman that he passed because he looks into her and the more he looks into her, he can't see anything. He can't see her anymore. And even in his own memory, it's like she's been scrubbed. Yeah, and he pulls up the other people on the street on the day, and it's all she's been scrubbed at. She's like, so you sort of see the video footage of her walking, and then she's like, just, it, it goes yes, unknown and glitches, and and glitches, goes and goes blank. And so he's a bit like, well, this is suspicious, um, and he's trying to to look at it. Uh, he also does then remember his life beforehand, so he has like this vision of a child.
0: Yeah, of his looking at his. His child lying there, sort of happy, yeah, happy like images. Yeah.
1: Before he's the surly Clive that we know and oh, love. Oh yes. <laughs> um. So yeah, he. Uh, so yeah, and he rings his wife um, after looking at the memories, and they ha- his ex-wife, and they yeah. sort of have a. It would
0: have been his tenth birthday.
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and his wife says, "Yeah, the wife's boyfriend or husband, new husband, says yeah. you can't just keep calling yeah, everything." He says. We'd be 10 years old today. Yeah. And the guy sort of goes, Yeah. And like, you know, okay, that's harsh, but. Yeah, yeah. He would have been 10. He's not like. Yeah. Yeah. You sort of get that feeling of the other guys sort of going, He's he's run out of sympathy. Is it like. And likewise, the wife is, the ex wife is still, is likewise kind of, she's moved on. Yeah. And yeah, but poor old uh, Clive there, he's. He hasn't. (laughs) He's still... He's deeply upset. upset.
1: Yeah. And I think... Because I think actually just before that, he was having sex with a woman and she kind of stopped it all because he's kind of... He's going through his... He's he's looking looking through things. And and she's accusing... Oh, what were you looking at? Show me. And he goes, I can't. Yeah, because he
0: was was looking for the anonymous woman. Anonymous anonymous woman. woman. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So she storms out. So after that, like, phone... That Skype call with the ex-wife... Yeah. um, We are then shown two lesbians going for it you know uh on the bed they're making out they're getting naked all that sort of thing and then they're kind of blanketed the same way as the first victim. yeah they, they, they start looking around looking around and we're like seeing this weird point of view shooter come into the room like and... a
0: double point of view yeah double point side of view. by that's
1: side right. yeah. side by side that's right you're right yeah because it's obviously two of them um and it's very disorientating you can see for the victims because they're sort of trying to feel around the room and they can't because this shooter's coming out. And and the shooter can just then walk right up to them and blow their brains out.
0: Yeah, boom, boom.
1: Boom, boom. And that's what it does. Um, The uh, Clive gets a call that comes up on his system to go and investigate this murder as well because it's the same sensitivity or whatever. Um, So he flies down there. um, And when he gets there, there's a cop at the house yeah. where the lesbian is killed. And he's sort of tell, talking him through what, you know, what he knows. And there's a maid downstairs. And, and gave discovered. him his, his sight of the yeah.
0: um,
1: statements and yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. And he realises something like uh, that there's someone else in the house. The shooter must still be in the house. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, turn off your data system or something and we are got to look for her. And with with that, they kind of like, you know, turn to move out of the room and he's shot and the cop is shot dead. yeah. Poor guy. Um, and Clive fired He was just back. two
0: days away from retirement he, I
1: don't think he was actually, he was a young guy Did he say that, the other
0: but, way. but you can bet it was the case It was,
1: I think so um, So, yeah, so, and she gets away um, uh, And so poor Clive's left to kind of uh, so- soak it up So then they, they discuss, back at that I loved in this film that detective's table yeah, the, notice, the police like, station. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus. yeah, that that detective's table it was a cro- it was a it was a cross, mm. you know? And the thing is in the very first scene it's him and his boss. And then in this moment where they 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 there's suddenly a couple of other people. Yeah. You know, other detectives, all these other people also vision people that looked at the memories. And there's like now there's like four of them. So this, the first time it's like there's two of them. And then now in this scene there's like four of them. Because obviously the case is escalating. Yeah, they
0: brought in uh, their their specialist uh, more computer specialist, specialist yeah, and yeah. consultant yeah they
1: did and um so they they discussed what how they could kind of do it and they they Clive comes up with this plan of going undercover you know being a yeah. stockbroker or financial advisor or something and they, to make it believable they are going to kind of come up with like a month long you know life story that he's got to kind of get yeah, involved yeah sort of a, a
0: really boring repetitive life yeah, yeah. such yeah. that when they loop it yeah. back to cover up old memories that it's not suspicious not too yeah. suspicious because for a whole month he basically does the exact same thing so when you look back two months and he's still doing the exact same thing yeah. it's like well, you know how you expect yeah. that
1: and i think actually the one little plot point here is um because they first kind of thought oh can we can we lure out the anon uh because she met them in person and um go back over their memories kind of thing but they're when they start looking back into those victims, memories, it's all just scrubbed. Yeah. There's no sort of meeting of, meeting anon or anything, is it? Is yeah, like, no. Um, so, yes, yeah, sh- so he goes back, he's like a stockbroker, he has a boring life, he's in a fancy apartment, the computer specialist is in the apartment next door to him, um, and he has to come up with something that then he wants to raise, so he hires this escort for the night. And the idea is that, you know, so he has this um, memory of hooking up with the escort and then he has to delete it for his girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Because
0: his purpose. fiance he's going to get married. Yeah. And,
1: yeah so about. he reaches out to Anonymous on the yeah. uh, web and, or something somehow. And <laughs> wants to meet them
0: and, and meets with a few people, but, you know, some of them immediately um, turns them away because yeah. he's looking for a woman. Yeah. Uh, until finally, yep, he's contacted by Anon and they meet up and they have sort of, uh, again, a very noirish sort of conversation, this weird sort of tension where they're both clearly troubled people and they're a bit private, and but uh, wanting a bit of connection. You sort of got that, that tension in their conversation, I think.
1: Yeah, and he tries to trap her, but she. And and she goes, you know, she drinks with him and she kind of is a bit flirtatious. But then suddenly she's got the power over him, doesn't she? She kind of distracts him for a moment. She scrubs the memory. Yeah, And I think she's sort of saying to him, do you really have a girlfriend or fiancé? Yeah. She kind of questions that because she's like, you've got a pretty boring nightlife. Yeah. <laughs> Every night it looks like you just come home and drink whiskey. <laughs> Where's this girlfriend? Where's the memory? And that's what I was saying. It's like, well, where is this girlfriend? Where is this fiance? I think they could have faked that for Clive, couldn't they? Um, so he, she gets away because she pulls the gun on him. and She yeah, vanishes. I, again,
0: this is this is very femme fatale in yeah. the noir. It's, it's like yeah. for almost like a, you know, the way a cat will suddenly turn on you and claw you. like Claw you to death. Yeah, yeah. she's talking <laughs> relatively nicely with him and then suddenly she's got this gun pointed yeah. at him and she
1: backs out of the room and at
0: this at this stage as far as we know she's going around killing people yeah, yeah. that she's done work for mm-hmm. but she backs off at this point because they also suspected that she had had sex with these people
1: yeah they, yeah so i think Clive was looking forward to that I yeah think was, i think instead was, of look- he was kind of a bit open to that so he had his gun he had, he had his gun packed away he wasn't quite you know on his best so
0: yeah. to speak <laughs> but yeah she she goes away and so he's got to come up with another reason well, then we go her.
1: back to that police station. Now the FBI get involved and that grumpy guy gets involved. And there's like, oh, and, yes. and then that's, they, I, I didn't quite actually get it, but they somehow had access to her or they traced her somehow. Yeah. So the
0: computer specialist dude was when basically was monitoring planet. when she turned yeah. up because everyone has a constantly on connection to, yeah, the, internet, to the internet, basically yeah. like a, a cell a connection. Wi-Fi, yeah. And so the idea is that when you, if he could get close enough to her head, yeah. which you know she walked past the apartment and hung around, he could connect then he her. could find out what route she's taking, yeah. trace through, and so long as she maintains that connection, that so they could connect back to her. So they could connect back to her and look through her eyes.
1: Yeah, and so they're looking through and it's her apartment. Yeah. There's not really anything identifiable. They can't. And she, doesn't look she, out the she doesn't look out the windows. And then
0: she stops in front of the mirror. She
1: does to give Clive a bit of a wink, I think, doesn't she? Yes, really? and
0: unfortunately for me, I was looking at her um feet.
1: <laughs> so you missed the wink.
0: I, I missed the clues to her location. Yeah. Which Clive didn't, as we find out later no. on.
1: No Well I think he had to think about it Didn't he The idea of Clive in that moment Is he's kind of looking at her Like in the wind Yeah well that's he... the
0: thing Is all the All the detectives They were all men
1: Yeah
0: And and you can see them all Trying to be professional While they're yeah.
1: would... Oh because that's right Because she derobes Yeah she's you? getting yeah, ready For right. the bath Sorry so I was she... trying to Yeah so she's in front of the mirror And she kind of like Deliberately derobes Yeah so stands there And looks and at herself
0: up, Yeah And yeah we get a shot Of these, these male detectives In there sort of all Smirking a little bit Which I, I thought was Kind of a bit yeah. dirty Yeah they're all trying to be professional but yeah uh and and i i I remember thinking well that's that's i of a bit odd that she would she's purposely done this oh
1: it was deliberately i think that moment like she knew something was going on. yeah which which i think
0: is what cleared off clive there to what was going on yeah to to revisit that particular memory
1: yeah and the head honcho guy fbi or police or whatever he is i can't quite remember what his title was who sort of has it go he then is like this this has to ramp up because this mm. is bigger because she, what she's doing is she's showing that there's a hole in the whole system. Yeah. So like he was suddenly, you know, the the stakes were raised here, so to speak. Yeah, the, the whole like system all, will fail if whole, people can be anonymous. Yeah, if people can be anonymous, then this government system doesn't work anymore.
0: Yeah, any, anyone can commit any crime.
1: Yeah, so the idea is to go back undercover.
0: Because um, she disconnects. Yeah, she disconnects
1: like, from the system. Yeah, yeah.
0: disconnects from that. Proxy and yeah. joins another. Yeah, um, it, I'm not entirely, but essentially the equivalent of swapping cell towers. Yeah, basically, and, and so they lost the connection. They couldn't trace her anymore.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so he he goes back undercover, uh, Clive, and he buys drugs, cocaine, um, and gets her to come back over to delete that memory because yeah. he doesn't want to be caught buying drugs. Um,
0: she says. I get the feeling you actually just want to see me again.
1: Yeah, oh. <laughs> which is true. Which is true. That's what he wanted. Um, and then she sees the patch in his memory, and so oh no, sorry. They they have cocaine. She comes over. So they have cocaine together. Have a bit she of
0: cocaine, her. and what else did they have?
1: They have sex. They have a bit of sex together. <laughs> they have a sexy time together. Um, so Clive was happy that time. I think that's yeah. He's, cool he's going one. oh, finally finally. But a bit like, you know, that allure. Again, it's that, as you said, the femme fatale. Oh, they have sex. Yeah, it's but the it's. The black it's, widow tradition. Isn't it's, it? it's
0: dangerous. It, it's cause dangerous. Stuff. The thing is, he knows that. She kills. That people who have had sex with her get killed. Get killed, so. And yeah, so I, again, there's like. Um, he's sort of very sort of dangerous there. And, and sure enough, he hears the, the gunshot. Yep. And he chases out after her and. Uh, the computer specialist guy, the cop, yeah, can't remember his name. I can't is remember. dead. He is dead. Shot in the head, and the elevator door closes. Shunk.
1: Yeah, and, and he
0: just misses catching her.
1: Yeah, and so from here, the kind of screwdriver tightens on Clive's world, doesn't it? It's um, that you know his boss says, "Stuffed up. You had sex with her. You weren't on the job. Your mind wasn't on the job. Go home." And now this dude's you know, dead. This guy's died because you basically you fucked up go home um at home he uh speaks to anon and his memories are played with and it becomes an actual virtual reality nightmare for him if oh remember, yeah that's like, right he,
0: he's his, his point of view gets he, shifted yeah and... she
1: starts messing with his world in a really dangerous way and he comes out and Things,
0: there's flames everywhere, yeah, the and then there's something going. On and he, and shoots. he almost
1: shoots a neighbor, and then later we see that he did shoot the neighbor. Well, no, uh, if the neighbor's well, the dead, neighbor's dead. Sorry, and they yeah. pulled
0: the bullet from the wall. Yeah. To which you're going, yeah. well, did you pull the bullet from him? Yeah. Because you know that's the one that killed it, but yeah. obviously they didn't get that, recover that bullet. They just sort of because he did shoot. Yes. Uh Yeah. So.
1: And then he's. um he can't see the memories of his child. Oh, anymore. that's so sad. It is sad. And isn't it?
0: this is particularly because if, if we haven't really spoken much about the camera work in this and the sort of no. scenes and setting. Yeah. And I uh, I think it's quite noticeably stark. Like his room and in fact all the places they go, there's no photos on the walls. Mm. Like hanging up in my house, I've got pictures of my kids yeah. and uh some artwork yeah. and I call it artwork is that cheap stuff you get from cheap places but nonetheless it looks nice and i just don't want people thinking yeah, i've got van gogh <laughs> yeah but, but yeah i've got i've got um plants and and photos and stuff and his house and the all the places go all the walls are utterly bare because as you can imagine they can project whatever photos you know he yeah. just looks in his mind's eye yeah. And sees pictures of his kids, yeah. videos, all the he's kept all the good memories, as yeah. he
1: said. and there was, I think, did Anon actually say it to him? Which is a good, good definition in this film. It's like, well, they can delete these files, yeah, but you can't actually delete the memories. But then it's kind of implied that people have maybe become a bit lazy, yeah, and they would like him, and they're playing these little videos, and they're drinking heavily, and whatever. And then, therefore, they kind of lost their yeah, those, memory. Yeah, those like, little
0: videos become the, the memory. The memory, yeah. That's what they think is the memory. So, yeah. they're actually just remembering the videos now. The video, have. yeah. Which...
1: And, would, and, uh, so, she could delete those things, but he would have the memories. But because he's so reliant on the technology, he's kind of lost the ability to hold the memory. Because that's
0: the thing, is that these cops don't have any real forensic work. No. Because we saw at the start, the opening scene there or, or the um, establishing image there that, was... Yeah. He's just sitting there at a table and person after person comes through and they just they basically evaluate pull up the video. They evolved, just pull yeah. a video and have a look at it. yeah, okay. Nah, he commits suicide. Nah, she didn't steal it. Nah, you're not telling the truth. Nah, you know, like yeah. uh, one after the other. They they don't have to do any particular no. like and that's that's what their um work is, really. Yeah. Um every now and then they seem to actually have to do a little bit of footwork, yeah. But nothing. Nothing where they've actually got to try and track someone down.
1: So, after those memories are deleted, he's accused of murdering the neighbour um, and he's put under house arrest. Yeah. He's suspended the good old, give us your gun and your badge.
0: Yeah, you, you know. know like, I'm pretty like, sure <laughs> that if you just... If a cop just sort of pulled their gun and dropped it on the desk and walked out, they'd be like, no, no, you've got to sign this out properly. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't just Not drop in it the here. Not
1: in the movie, sorry. They just go, boom. And they just yeah, in the, in the it.
0: movie, they just dump it I've I've got a police officer friend who does the firearms training and so forth at the academy. I'm sure you're exactly right. I'm going to ask him. I have have a strange feeling that you've actually to go to the armory and have it signed back in. I think so. And accounted for.
1: That's boring in a film. Come on, we don't want to. Yeah, buy book. Um, (laughs) But look, he is, he, he, look, Clive here is extremely clever. So there's a guy out on the street watching. They, you know, they can look at his memories. There's there's the guy back at the FBI, you know, you see the, the... the FBI of that table room. He's watching his memories. You know, yeah. they can see anything you bloody do. You know, they've got access to you. There's someone outside his apartment. But Clive, Clive is very clever here. What he does he? What does to, he do? <laughs> no, he. I was going. What the hell is he going to do? He, but he goes to bed fully dressed, lies down. But that's. Slowly, I get blinks. the feeling
0: that's what he does anyway. Yeah, I, I, that's why. Because he, he drinks did. enough whiskey and then he lies down. Sure, he's
1: passed out the whiskey bottle. But anyway. He, he implies, you know, he does the blinking of the eyes, falling to sleep slowly, you know, like a Sesame Street character or something. Um, and then he's got his eyes shut and he gets back up and he like clambers around the apartment blind. And of course we see that the FBI guy's like, oh, he's asleep, you know, but he still keeps watching it. And, um, and he manages to get himself out of the apartment all the way downstairs. Uh, and he's sort of like the hallway leading to the uh the exit of the building, he gets him all the way to the exit of the building and we kinda of have a nice like jump cut of then inside the car of the detective, you know, sitting out in the front of his place. And then that's when Clive opens his opens his eyes and attacks yeah, him. Out. Knocks him out. Bloody clever that scene, I reckon. Yeah. That was really cool. Um so, yeah, he does that and then he goes, He go, He go. He, he's, this is what you said before, when they're watching her, he did notice something in the window, didn't he? Yeah. He and, and here, that's the thing, he goes to the building. I think we get a little flash of him seeing that or something. Yeah, he gets, it's sort of like a little... A little, memory. A little
0: 3D overlay where he yeah. sees like the the clock tower or yeah, whatever it is, and then like that gets outlined, and a little line shoots it projects across to the line of sight that you'd have to have, and yep. it highlights an apartment up the you know on the top floor of a building. Yeah, and so goes bingo.
1: Yeah. So then he he's in her building and he's in her apartment, and but yeah, what does she do in that bit? She, oh, she she talks to him. She talks to him, yeah. On the other side, she of the says, wall.
0: There's, there's no point in you trying to sneak up at me, I can see through your eyes, yeah. And so he he ducks and hides because he's expecting to be shot. Mm. But she's, I think, she's getting ready for a bath or something. She's in a robe, yeah. And uh, yeah, so he's, he's got the gun out. We have this sort of conversation going, uh, where there's sort of a bit back and forth, you know, why'd you do it? What's going on?
1: And um, she shows him that it wasn't her that killed the technician. That's what she. That's asked. right. Yes. Yeah. So she shows her point her of view. Her memory. Yeah.
0: That she. Heard the gun. Heard shot. the gunshot and went, yeah. oh yeah, and crap, ran. I'm and, in trouble. Yeah. And fleed. And she ran. Yeah. And she didn't go down the elevator. She went through the, the fire escape. Yeah.
1: But then she escapes out of her apartment and he kind of comes down. All the cops have rolled up. Yeah. Cause you know, they realized that he had knocked out the other one and got there. And this is where he's totally suspended. He's no longer a cop. Um, and then, so he's back at his house. She rocks up. She's outside the building. Yeah, we
0: see see her turning up.
1: Yeah, and she through the digital platform thing sets up, you know, sort of like a fake thing that all cops must attend some. Yeah, because well, she like. she speaks
0: to him. Yeah, and says, "I'm coming to see him." So, while well, I'm being watched. Yeah, yeah, not for long. And there's yeah, cop cop got shot. Yeah, cop. Yeah, police officer down. All hands on deck type of deal.
1: So the cop that was outside his building disappears, goes off. Um, and she sort of comes up to his uh, apartment, and then the actual bad guy rocks. Uh, We get and it's a surprise.
0: But we don't we don't know it's the actual bad guy at that point because we get through the bad guy's eyes. Yes, and Clive Owen
1: is is suddenly suddenly
0: yeah disoriented. He's sort of feeling around, and he's grabbed his gun, and he's trying to work out where is where this. This guy is, and yeah. takes a shot and misses. and Because we know he obviously knows his apartment very yeah. well. Yep. Because he, he walked through with his eyes shut before right. without having too much trouble.
1: And he's Clive Owen in this film. He's a tough detective. He knows. He he was
0: the only detective who actually wasn't looking at uh, boobies when she was looking in the mirror. That's right. Which, as I said, I have to admit, I did not notice the clue. Uh, so I, I really should have been a bit more uh, observant there and have my detective cap on.
1: Yeah, so he... He kind of is disorientated. He has his shot. But he get and then he gets shot. McClive mm, yeah, gets shot. And he guy. kind of like hits on the ground. Um, the bad guy grabs Anon and kind of pulls her up against the wall and sort of saying, "You know, you and I." Yeah, yeah, it's just
0: like mad talk, yeah, crazy talk. Mad. It was crazy. Talk. And and she's kind of going, "Yeah, yeah she, you're a bit crazy, head. but but I'm going to just try and say the things that make yeah. you not shoot me." Yeah, because uh, she can sort of see. Uh, Clive, <laughs> sort of reaching out for the gun because we're still, Clive's still seeing through
1: the, shoot the shooter's
0: eye. So yeah. he's sort of reaching for his gun and and as you'd expect, he, he ends up grabbing the gun, rolls over and shoots the bad shoots guy. Shoots the bad guy, yeah. Uh, now, am I correct in saying that the bad guy was actually one of the investigators who was on the case? Yeah. And it yes. was,
1: but then but then when we're back at the police station after that we they they, they we we recognized him he was he was one of yeah. those fbi agents one of the specialists that was brought in and then in that scene they kind of say well who authorized
0: yeah who and hired him like, i thought you, recommended you him. told
1: us that big head honcho you told us to hire him and it was like no he must have infiltrated yeah. and you know, i said nothing of the sort I, I assumed nothing. that you you hide him you yeah, hide him, yeah so. so this guy had come off the street he was actually not fbi hey, george he george costanza did he did he did yeah it's funny isn't it i mean he was the george costanza uh so he'd obviously had that as his intention he wanted to get close to a non and kind of bring down from the inside um and then this film very much like a well, it's like a noir film, but also like it made me feel a bit like one of those spy endings that suddenly at the end they kind of meet at this point, Clive and Anon, and they have like a real poignant conversation. Yeah, they have a little everything. bit,
0: you know, why do you want to be anonymous all the time? And yeah. that's where she, you know, she says that things, you know, he says, yeah. why do you want to be anonymous? What have you got to hide? And she said, it's not that I've got anything to hide. It's just I've got nothing I want you to see. Yeah. yeah. Which
1: really good line. I wrote that down. Yeah.
0: Which is a whole, because you, I mean, nowadays you get this same question as well if you've got nothing to hide you say, yeah. but i've got nothing i want you to see like yeah. it's not that I, i'm trying to hide anything it's just it's none of your business <laughs>
1: i've got nothing i want to show you know so it's yeah. a, and it's a good point because if, if in this world in a non like you know that's me you look at a bike and it tells you what the bike is i look at you and tells you everything about your job and your age and all these sort of things like well yeah like what you don't have to share everything, but that's the idea of the premise mm. of this is like everything is shared
0: it's it's kind of that inversion of power and, and that's that's a comment really on society and I I think that's one of my pet peeves is that there there is an inversion of power. so if you were to remove all uh, you know other means of knowledge, when someone meets you, you're both at the same disadvantage. Yeah, you don't know each other, and you both have the same advantage that you can choose what you present. So you could imagine trying to go for a job in this world where, and mm. not saying that you, you you lie at job interviews, but you certainly your professional persona is often quite different from your house persona. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The, sort of, the the way people you you hear it when people answer phones. I remember my wife used to work at the call center, and she would she would answer the phone and she developed this manner. She'd answer the phone, it didn't matter who was calling. Yeah. But her voice changed and the way she spoke changed. She suddenly enunciated very clearly and had a yeah. very even level tone. And, you know, like... Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'd I sort of watch her talking to someone on the phone and it's like, that's not how you talk at all. <laughs> that's like... Yeah. anyone. The other person on the, on the phone is, is going to have a very particular view of you. Yeah. But that's that's your prerogative that's yeah. that's your right you get to choose that mm-hmm. how you present yourself definitely uh, of course in this in this world you end up with a situation where you don't get to make that choice
1: no because that's that and that's that whole point isn't it like she was going to if if she continued or you know if this crimes continued the whole system would kind of basically be flawed then wouldn't it you know
0: yeah it, and i think it's a terrible way of achieving it yeah that goal
1: But, like, I I do... It's not an
0: unworthy goal.
1: No, no, of course it's terrible. But, I mean, I do think the premise of this is not that far... This is one of those sci-fi films that it's not that far removed from our current world in a way. Here in Australia,
0: there's that law the government passed, which I just can't believe how boneheaded this is, where the government can require a company to build a backdoor into their systems, mm-hmm. because f- for some crazy reason, the government is afraid of encryption, yeah. not realizing that encryption works for everyone or it works for no one. Mm. Like that's just the way it is. Uh, as, you, as you can see, the um, DVD industry said, oh, we've got this unbreakable DVD encryption, and you know, months later, it's broken, you can rip whatever DVD you want, <laughs> yeah. you know, because it had to have a flaw in it by design in order for DVD players to be able to play. If the DVD player can decrypt it and play it, that means the key is sitting there on the DVD yep. player. And likewise, if the, the, the Australian government has said, we can require you to build in backdoors, well, that means that any company can't trust anything from Australia. Mm. Like Australia and Australian companies are inherently untrustworthy if you're talking about high levels of trust. And uh, the United States have similar... They don't have a backdoor law, but they've got this other law where the government um, can require all information about everything. Mm. um, And then you're not allowed to tell anyone that you've had this information taken if the government takes it. So you end up with... So a lot of companies in the States that um, operate on trust and security actually have what's called a canary in the coal mine. Mm. So you're not allowed to tell people that you've had their information requested or taken by the government, yeah. but you're allowed to tell people that they haven't yep. had the information taken. So they'll have a web page which just says, "We have not had any information requested by the government." And then if that page goes down, well, the absence of information becomes information in but itself. But I,
1: I wonder if sorry, you know, because of those metadata laws that came in here four or five years ago. Yeah, now, did, you could, like I wonder I, if again. That's, that's just. I know, but I, yeah. but I wonder if that then is the same as that law really in the US. And in fact, because that's a law here, they don't need like a company. Like, because that's the thing, that that just is that collection of data. And it's, it is collected. That's the thing, the metadata law makes it that everything is collected, hmm. And the um, telecommunication companies have to store that. And then it's if, you know, federal agencies want to access it, they can. And you don't get told if they've accessed that.
0: There's yeah, no, see, the see, that's, is,
1: what you're saying there is in the US maybe that they have to say, well, something's been accessed but we don't have to tell you what. it is. Whereas here it's like, well, we don't even have to tell you that. was accessed.
0: No, no. Well, I mean, that's, that's the thing. And it's kind of a bit silly. Again, and I think it relies on the fact, and then there's a the problem. Basically, the criminals you're going to catch are the dumb criminals. You, you still have the same difficulty trying to catch the smart, organized criminals. Like that, that's uh, almost a, a constant. Yeah. A level and constant problem, and these new laws that they brought in metadata laws and this other int- introduced backdoors laws,
1: and then the journalism laws that that
0: made that doesn't catch the smart criminals. No, like it still doesn't no. because, for example, um, my email is transmitted encrypted end to end from my computer using software that I installed myself from an open source system which doesn't have any backdoors in it. Uh, to an server or an email server that I own in the United States, which is also uh, encrypted at rest with my own private keys. Yeah. So there is no metadata for them to look at. And I'm, I'm not a criminal or anything, but they wouldn't know. They're only going to catch the idiots. And they always catch the idiots. Yeah. Because there most is. people who com- <laughs> most people who commit... Crimes are not committing them out of some premeditated master's plan of great intelligence. No. They're usually opportunities, or, or out of anger, or moment in time. Yeah, a moment Opportunity of, of something. You know, or like yeah. it's so Money. you're still not catching the the, yeah. the people. Uh, you've all you've done is reduced the security of everyone. Yeah. Because as soon as you put a backdoor in, the government can use. Everyone will use it. That's right. And and that's that was shown uh, with things like. Yeah, these Russian state hackers and the Chinese hackers and things like if the Australian government put, required someone to put a a security hole uh, in their software, we're being, like the government is being watched by other governments. Yeah. Like, and if, I'm assuming that, I assume Asia operates on the principle that they are being watched at all times. Yeah. It would just then just be a matter of time before the Chinese or the Russians or the you know, Greek or the UK or the Americans would have access to this backdoor, and thus we'd be able to compromise whatever security our government can
1: compromise. Well, they they are um you know, in that Edward Snowden uh, information Australia is part of that. Uh, a five well, Eyes. I think it's, it's sure. Five Eyes: UK, but US, which, Australia. Um, basically, means that that information is readily available anyway. So, if someone mm. in the US, like a US CIA or whatever, or NSA says, "Oh, we actually want to look at stuff." Uh, they hand it over.
0: They might it, give me a job.
1: They might. They might. And that, that's why they might want to look into yeah, you. Yeah, I mean? absolutely. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not necessarily all evil stuff. It's just literally, it's a sharing of information. Yeah. So it, it, like you know, it's information. The, the reason why we have those metadata laws and that, it's like, well, information is part of the key, you know, to to put the story together. You know, if they are trying to. But this film touched on a lot of that. So, you did. Uh, do you think you can do your ladder, or do you, have you lost your piece of paper? Like, oh, <laughs> I've
0: got this scrappy bit your of paper.
1: Technological. That... See, they can't trace this, can they, through the interwebs? Well, this is part um, of the
0: part of anon where they're talking about. Uh, like the what reason, if you put it on paper? <laughs> well, they, the reason they knew that they had met up in person was because the cash was the only way they could have been anonymously transacting. That's right. Yeah. Money, and I think there's another time where. Uh, where Clive is very carefully not looking at his hands while he's doing something That's right, yep. He's I can't well, do, I think, he's getting yeah. his gun or he's doing something funny. Oh, I can't remember, but he's he's purposely looking away. I think that's
1: before he tries to get, you know, he fakes sleeps. He does yeah. he does he holsters his gun and stuff,
0: yeah. Yeah, so
1: Yeah. But so yes, for uh, me the latter, um I'm actually bringing this one in as my number 7. So we are are up to episode 19. Um, which goes in after the Beyond and above after Earth. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. Like it was a real stylized sci- science fiction film. Yeah. Um, and there was a yeah, I was really satisfied at the end of this.
0: I'd I'd put it similar similar location. Similar number, it's yeah. it's um it's not the usual sort of storyline that I really deeply appreciate. I'm not big into uh, this sort of detective stories. Yeah, no but i really (laughs) i really liked though the twist they had on it about the fact that there was this super modern technology because it's a problem a lot of people have they ask themselves given you know all the technology we have available to us today even not even in the future yeah yeah. there's so many storylines and plot points that would be foiled by the fact that you can just look up google maps or you can phone someone yeah wherever you are yeah you know how do you isolate people how do you make it difficult to actually do these things and so they actually made that the whole point of this movie was yeah, that it was so easy to just catch anyone doing whatever it's yeah. like there'd be little notifications yeah. going saying our oh, illegal act has been done has been notified yeah. almost like that um what was that uh minority report yeah sort of thing you know like
1: the predictor tells them that yeah this know, this yeah. is just
0: shortly after the crime has happened it's detected and yeah. you know I also like the person gets warned, you're about yeah. to do something illegal. <laughs> you know, you go, okay. That's, like, that's a nice touch because you go, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I won't do that. And anymore.
1: I mean, in a world of information like you mentioned before, like part of that, uh, there was an example where a man shot another man and they used the baby's point of view as well. You that know, was like, the baby's point you know, of view. Like, yes, yeah, sorry. So, man. so. so, so you know even in that it was it was you know like it becomes so clear cut doesn't it for the detective yeah. because like you go well he pulled the gun first he pulled the gun first you bring up their video file memory of the event mm. and maybe it's a little bit hard to tell but guess what there was a baby watching it and the baby saw that he pulled the gun first Yeah, you, you know want and to it's scrubbed kind of like,
0: that from the baby's memory is, you know, yeah, is that see, something that no, the kid wants to remember
1: well, yeah no well, one of
0: my first memories in fact is of someone being shot
1: <laughs> Yeah, but it, but then it's not like a drawn out court case or anything, is it? It's just you're done. Yeah, you're stuffed. You know, because we can't argue with this. You know? um, so, and I, I think you know, there's the, the like I said before, something that this film, I suppose, what I was satisfied is it's not you know, there's sci-fi, but this is not that far removed from us. This technology, mm. I don't think. I think we could see us moving in this pathway. Well,
0: it's it's almost just a an. A, an exaggerated analogy of of social media and our current position
1: that we put out there and all that sort of stuff and and like the stuff you've said about the government and that um so what about uh, a favorite scene just one maybe off the top of your head for me um where they um i i really liked that apartment um, and not just because of the boobies, oh, as that said. yeah. yeah. Okay. But I just I loved that idea of them, you know. They hooked into her consensus, and I think as a film, it was like, it was a good plot point because it was kind of like, oh, they've got something on her. Mm. She needs to look out the window. We need identifying marks, and um, you know they got boobies out of it, but they didn't get they didn't get anything. And and, and to me, why I liked that was as a plot point, it was like. Super clever because she unveiled something about herself, mm. you know, her apartment. And it was a really awesome apartment, wasn't it? It was really cool. Yeah, it was very, you know, very, I mean, very sort stylized. Of
0: open plan, yeah. minimalist nouveau sort of yeah, thing. It was, yeah,
1: it was very interesting. And we'll come back to that in a little bit about the, the film set and stuff in this film. Because I think that's a really important part of this film. But um, yeah, and the, and, the, and the, as we mentioned before, the winking, like she, she kind of does wink which elude like I was really thinking, someone that's this, this smart, like they can wipe memories and do all this sort of, you know, she's above the system. She, you know? yeah. Like I said, going right back when Clive just walked past her and then he starts to kind of go, well, that was interesting that she had an error and instead of just accepting, he starts looking and, and in fact, everyone has been scrubbed. Yeah. You know, she's got some sort of algorithm running through the system. You kind of were thinking, well, she's a mastermind here that, she's letting them into the apartment you know and, and, and i think it was a bit there was a bit of a comment on voyeurism that the men or the men yeah, did they had sort of, a bit there, of a smirk on their you know? faces and, and, and like you said before like yeah the film is kind of like mad men they're all in suits and they're smoking the whiskey but they they've got this vision into her you know into her yeah. privacy in a way uh, which again touches on the whole point of the film like you know looking at people's privacy like how much should we put out there you know yeah. um you know, Ron Burgundy from, not Ron Burgundy, from Anchorman. Yeah, <laughs> Ron from Parks and Rec. You know, like he, he's like, how do they know my name? Oh, there's a thing called cookies. Ah, smash the computer. You know, like, yeah. you know, the, the, this world that we are kind of already half in, that we put everything out there, everything's data, so much data is collected about us um, constantly that this is just the extreme of that. So that scene to me really spoke to me in a lot of ways.
0: I, I quite liked the scene where uh, it's, it's basically two scenes but which mirror each other uh, early in the in the piece and then later in the piece so the the early one is where he's having sex with this woman who uh he sort of must be having some kind of a relationship yeah, some with some sort of clearly not a very close relationship nah, but I mean, it was very stereotypical the camera, about detective wasn't it yeah the the camera position is up and you can see down and, and and the image is almost split in half so yeah. by the 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 wall of his apartment yep so you can see into his bedroom and there's just like a light onto the bed and it's sort of it's that orangey yellow sepia sort of looking colored light mm. while he's is with a woman and then the rest of the apartment is just bare and yeah. empty sterile cold like his soul but it's it's not <laughs> it's not clinical looking yeah because yeah. it's sort of all that I don't know what color that is a drab brownie green or something yeah, green, like green i think yeah it's kind green. of yeah drab you know like it was all this was drab And there's a little golden light on the bed yeah. and it was just clearly making a statement there and then later on we had the same camera angle where you can see into the bedroom we've got the light still on the bed and the beds all messed up but he's sitting in the in the, in the room, room. Yeah, which yeah. has only got i think it's only got the one chair in it i think it does Yeah, just so sitting in that one chair st- basically staring to a wall because they don't have tvs no drinking and smoking yeah. And just the, the, the comparison of those two scenes, it was just, it really gave you that feeling because there, there was another shot we got multiple times, very similar to that was outside of his apartment where you've got the street splits yeah. and it goes down and it goes up yeah. and there's a, a building that's sort of right in the middle that divides in half. So on the left hand side, it goes up and disappears around amongst yeah. apartments and on the right hand side it goes down and it opens up out mm. into a big vista over the city. And so you get this same sort of dual vision of openness and freedom, but it's down. Yes. And then he's one that's going up, but it's tight and it's close and it's, you know, small and it's it's a confined space. And in his apartment, you've got that open, empty room, which is evenly lit, but it's just bland. It's boring as all shit. Uh, But his bedroom's got a messed up bed and it's got this golden light on it. But later on, it's empty, but it's still messed up. Like, it's just... Uh, yeah, it speaks of a certain loneliness and a certain opportunity there. There's, there's these two paths that you go down, and yeah, this one's difficult, but it's freedom, and the other one's hard, but it's kind of yeah. I, I really quite like that from an artistic point of view. Yeah. Trying to think of any particular action scene, I, I did quite like his conversations with Anon. Yeah, the the way that she was kind of. Um, she, you could tell she viewed everything from a different perspective to him. Yes. He'd ask these questions and she'd almost answer in what appeared to be non-sequiturs. Yeah. You know, these sort of things like, what do you got to hide? And he says, well, I've got nothing to show you. Yeah. And you kind of, oh, that's, you know, she's not being defensive. She's well, just statements. And-
1: I, I think the thing is he, he kind of represented the system. But then because of, you know, he's a detective, can pass loss. He's kind of you know he's he's sold on, mm. but he's not necessarily happy about it. You know no, like, he's, he never like, looks like when he's talking he's to those people happy in the about the
0: the you know solving the crimes yeah. over the table there. He doesn't look happy. He's not enthusiastic. He's just going okay. Here's another one, uh, and, that, and I, that's
1: what I meant about that line where he's like, I guess we, we're going to have to solve this the old way, you know, the old mm. fashioned way. Like, and it's kind of almost like he's happy about that, you know, yeah. like be, we, cause he's. A, I think the, I think it was really trying to sell us that. He represented that he wasn't against the system because he's a detective he's a cop mm. a cop can't be against the system because they stand for the system you know they, they support us. so he's not against but he he's also he's kind of this world is not making him happy either no he, he wants
0: he wants the system to be better than it yeah, is yes yeah and, and
1: maybe actually I've just it's only an aha uh-huh now like that's the whole thing like yeah he's a cop and he's but he gives that maid you know like he allows that maid to go as you mentioned before because she sold the jewellery for Mm. food like if you again if you think about it like well he's not supporting the system there is he he's he's, um but he's seeing the bigger just just justice yeah the the justice more so than yeah and with the non it's not maybe necessarily that she is uh wiping people's memories but it's the killing is not good enough like that's his that's his moral compass isn't Yeah, you? He, you know, like, he didn't you can't really kill people i don't really care what you do because he he was
0: upset murders. with the boss when the boss was sort of he he was saying oh we got to solve these murders and the boss going oh, i don't give a shit yeah, about that's the murders right. yeah 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 i forgot Is about It's the that, fact yeah. that she has a- avoided this system she's yeah. she's going to bring gonna it break down the He's
1: like but what about the murders yeah yeah what about, what about the <laughs> people who
0: died people die all the time yeah, I, that's he right. says something along those lines yeah
1: that's very true, actually. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, that, that, exactly. So you saw that he was this kind of detective. Like he upheld the system, but not necessarily, you know, totally in favor. Yeah. So what about any of this quickly with the science, sorry? Yeah, well, I Why, suppose what, just... What sticks out to you?
0: Well, I, I want to. I was going to talk about the TOR network. Have you heard of the TOR network, T-O-R? Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I only know a little bit. Uh,
0: also know it's, it's an onion network. Yes. So this yeah. is kind of the way Anon operated. Right, And so it's, it's a pseudo-anonymous, I'll say pseudo-anonymous because there is a little caveat on this, but the idea is that uh, Tor is a distributed network that overlays the internet. So you download a bit of software onto your computer and it sets up an encrypted uh, portion of your computer and it advertises itself as being a Tor node, which means then traffic will route through your computer. And it's all encrypted. So your computer doesn't even know what that traffic is. And as it enters your computer, it'll have a next... It'll uh, unwrap a layer and it'll say what the next closest place is it wants to get to. And it'll re-encrypt it with itself and pass it on. Until it finally gets to what's called an exit node where it's reached the end and it'll get to (coughs) where it's supposed to go to. So, yeah, there are websites on this uh, quite famously things like the Silk Road, which you may have heard about, which yes. is sort of you know, part of the dark web. Dark web. And, and, and basically you're… Can we le- get
1: space brains on the dark web?
0: Well, we could, but the problem, <laughs> is, the problem is the Tor network, whilst I, I agree with the principle of this privacy, invariably what that means is it's only, it's largely used for illegal things. You know, it's not necessarily there. There's a a strong core of enthusiasts who promote it and use it for entirely legitimate purposes, like having their meetings about uh, computer programming or security Mm. uh, and cryptography. You know, these sorts of things where they're adjacent. But it also it's where uh, you're going. If you've got illegal documents, images, video, information pirated bits and pieces, plans stolen from, you know, patents, whatever, you're going to hide them in the Tor network. And that's that's probably – there was one time many years ago when I heard about it, oh, this is interesting, and I downloaded the software and I got on there and I, I went to one of the indexes, which is sort of like a – because you obviously can't Google anything on the Tor network because it's all anonymous, but there are indexing sites. So I went on there and I'm just looking through. And there's, there's stuff like, you know, you'd, you'd imagine, you know st- – story sharing places where people put their writing poetry there's photography There's, but then there's also just obviously evil stuff yeah. Either people who are trying to be funny or clever or people who are who are genuinely Magic. yeah perverting society and culture in some way which and and i i sort of i, I took it off because it was just like i whilst i i appreciate the the desire for for anonymity and yeah. being able to do That's stuff charity. But the, you know, the majority, as far as I can tell, most of the stuff on there was stuff I didn't want to get involved with. Yeah, yeah. So off it went. So they're not, I say they're pseudo-anonymous because much like in Anon, she turns up to the guy's place and the security specialist, it's like scans her connection. And so long as she has that connection, they can you Trace know, her. get a hold of yeah. her. And it's, it's the same thing with Tor. So you set up a... Um, an end node, an exit node, and you listen on that because when it comes out of the exit node, it eventually has to be decrypted so that someone can get this message Yeah. and it can get to its final destination. Yeah. Uh, You don't necessarily know where it's come from, but you know where it's gotten to. Or you can be on the entry point and you can know where it's come from, but you don't necessarily know where it's going to. So if you listen on one of those long enough, eventually stuff will come through. And so you listen to several of these, yep. and it'll take your time, but when someone connects on and they start using that, um, you can then start eavesdropping on that person right? until they you know, get a new random number generated and they connect somewhere else. And it's much the same as this. Uh, yep. So uh, anyone out there who's thinking of conducting illegal activities using the Tor network because it's going to make you super hard to find, you're kind of wrong it will make you inconvenient to find, but if you're doing something that people want to find, you'll be found. Yeah. The only way of doing it is through analog. Uh, and then even then, it's it's only being difficult because, again, it's just like if I were to write an encrypted one-time pad code and hand it to you and you had the other pad while that message was in transit and anyone intercepted it, it would be useless to them because it would take tens of thousands of years to decrypt. But they don't have to do that. They could just sit and wait until you decrypt it yeah. and then take a photo then of your it. shoulder or yeah. pick it up out of the garbage bin. You know, like yeah. there's, there's basically, um, and, and this is why I think it's foolish to try and put backdoors into encryption because you don't need that. Yeah. You know, the, the yeah. The information you're only, ca- only going to be catching stupid people anyway. Yeah. Anyone who's actually like a, like a state operator, yeah. you will not catch your information. You just won't because they will,
1: hidden it better. you
0: will have to, you will have to basically do old fashioned spy work yep. in order to get that information. You'd have to have someone physically there looking and watching and reading, you know, because, and yeah. So if I was going to transmit secret messages, I would do it in a very analog in person way using uh, a shared one time pad yeah. style encryption, uh, which, which would basically mean that the only way you get information, particularly if it was con- uh, carried orally, would be to ask the person after they've received the message what the answer is. Uh, in fact, in World War II, there's, the, there's a movie about it, The Code Talkers, where they use the Navajo Indians talking in a particular dialect, which hadn't been translated to written stuff. And it certainly wasn't known by the Germans. The Germans had no clue about this. And so these Canadian soldiers would would talk to their um, native Canadian, who would talk on the radio in their native tongue, yeah, which couldn't be translated. It was yeah. its grammar and and its word usage and and um, metaphor was such that yeah, the cha- mean, German does? just it was just nonsense. Uh, it would take them you know Fair. decades whatever to to figure that one out. They'd have to like capture these people and then make them translate it, oh. but then you don't know if they're telling you the truth or not. That's right. So, so that's that's how you'd have to do. It. you have to basically come up with a language, and you have to orally transmit your codes, in a way that couldn't be uh, done. And that's just if you can, if you can set all that up and organise that, you can organise a, a business and just like do stuff legitimately and yeah, <laughs> and get what <laughs> you want.
1: Making money, in. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: uh, which is which is always the thing I think when it comes to uh, any criminal who's smart enough to be able to properly jink the system actually has the skills and knowledge and capability of earning a whole lot more money In legitimately <laughs> <laughs> yeah like yeah. the guy that holds up the Seven yeah. Eleven to nick the cash would make more money working at the Seven Eleven. yeah plain and simple that's right yeah so there you go that's that's sort of that and and it's i mean cryptography and and, and this sort of stuff is becoming particularly interesting as is there's a bit of a fight going on as you know um messaging apps, end to end encryption are being you know, people get in trouble as these Hong Kong protests, uh WhatsApp is being banned and, and China is really trying to figure out how to how to stamp down on this. But you know, China with all of its authoritarian power can't. They're still organizing and they're still protesting. And, you know, it's just there's um ways of hiding messages and transmitting messages. Change faster than you can stop them. It's it's an arms race, and you'll you'll never catch up. No, you
1: never will. Fighting technology, but it's it the China ones are really interesting because you know they do have internet censorship, which they mm. do control. But then uh, through my dealings, I know, especially when you deal with Hong Kong, that Hong Kong students are very different to China yeah. But they had the whole, the culture. whole um, period
0: up till ninety seven where they yeah, weren't in they China were
1: free. So they yeah, it's it's a it's a very on there but um yeah yeah it'll be interesting where that goes um film language uh wise you've mentioned a bit about and we have talked about like definitely film noir and for me like it went right back to fritz lang you know like the 1930s 1920s 1930s for fritz lang german filmmaker um and i just which i who is someone i really adores fritz lang and it's like he made metropolis so science fiction that was his science fiction film. But a lot of his films were film um, noir films of like melodrama. You know, uh, he made that great one about a pedophile that, like, you know, took children away. And um, this film, to me, Anon, like, it used a lot of that. And then it also, like, when you go back to those, like, 1950s kind of it, cop movies. It had a
0: lot of camera work from the 50s. Those yeah. still shots yep. like a a lot of movies now have really fast cuts maybe two three second shots uh dynamic moving cameras and this one i i really really noticed there's these stationary still shot yeah the car in the middle you know Mm -hmm. the streets going up and down and it holds that for yeah not too long but you just you definitely go yep there's a a lot of
1: like um you know i agree like you said as well before about like the shot having his bedroom and his lounge room,
0: you know, and mm. something
1: that that's very film. You know, like we're sort of we see a lot more what's going on. You know, in a lot of films you don't see that. You're just in the lounge room, in the bedroom. Yeah, uh, and the same even the city street. Like even when that cop was out there watching him, we had this big wide shot and the cops there, and the street goes off for bloody miles. And really up a hill, empty streets. And a really empty street, and then we but we can see his apartment. You know, even though it's in a building, we can kind of make it out. So they're showing us both. They're showing like busyness and loneliness all in one. Um, a lot of shadows, like deep dark shadows, so you mm, can't that, see, which you know is very again film. Very very low saturation. Horror, you know? yeah. yeah. So that contrast, like there's shadows where you don't know what's in the shadow. And again, that's very similar in films like this. Um and it, and it, I mean the film itself, like when you take all the props, like they had new cars, but they were old cars, weren't they? Yeah, I love like, I love that they had <laughs> that,
0: that that sort of sixties, seventies. Yeah. 'Cause as they throw to the sixties, seventies cop yeah, shows. Definitely. And they had but they were smooth and rounded off with yeah. like um nice stylized headlamps they did. and they those. had like
1: modern and inside they had kind of like, you know, was, gadgets and stuff. It was so, a good a
0: good way of doing that 'cause yeah. some some movies, particularly say, through the eighties and nineties, tried to envisage future cars and things yeah. and they just they, they looked appalling. So and you just back. like that's just not right. Whereas this no, was a good way of doing it because it's a throwback, yeah. but you have just sort of smoothed the lines. And you could understand that could well be. In fact, there have been some recent cars out of America, the, yeah. the, the new Mustang and yeah. and the 300C, which definitely have that retro, you know, modern look.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, and on top of that, like you mentioned Man Man. I mean, like, so you got those kind of 60s cars. They all wore kind of like the the sixty suits, didn't they? Mm, they were very slim in really... suits. They were the you know smaller ties, um, and then when you couple that with, they're all smoking like the old days. They're all drinking like the old days. Like it, there was a lot about the film that kind of like yeah drew from those older generations, even though then it was supposed to be in some sort of future. Um, and that was and it was done really well. It was very clever in that way uh so there's a lot of reference to those old cop movies so i think anyone that kind of likes that referencing you're definitely going to get that in this film like i was i was sitting there going oh oh," uh, uh, <laughs> and really liking that kind of connection to other movies which is cool um yeah and the digital the idea of the digital effects you know like seeing the web was kind of integrated really cleverly i think like we were still there and they just brought up yeah, the this shots. nice, like...
0: simple sort of black and white wireframe yeah. usage. There was no could... flashy interfaces. It was just all <laughs> yeah, succinct, concise. Yeah. And yeah. I think
1: about, I'm pretty sure it's Minority Report, isn't it? It's like where, it is Minority Report, where Tom Cruise kind of grabs everything you know, like he's bringing stuff in from the yeah, video. Yeah, he's got all the touchscreen thing. Yeah, yeah the touchscreen thing. Whereas this It's just so simple, isn't it? It's just like a wire web. And it's very much, I think, how a lot of us think about the internet now. You know, it's just like a web, like a spider. Yeah. And so it, it was very much like that. It Just kind of went along. Oh, this this node. Open up the node, you know. Yeah. And even when he had his secret files, it was like, oh, do do you know you don't have access to that? Do do you do have access? I'll give you access. You know, like yeah. it was really a simple kind of way of something. So it was very classic in that, uh, in that regard. So. Um, yeah uh, And also men I think in also Another way Is that uh, men dominated this It film. was all men It was all men
0: All men except for Anon
1: Yeah Which was Again I think A connection back to those old films You know Like yeah. the old stories That you know The cops were men And the men And they were weren't men young and, uh, men No Because if you men.
0: look If you look in the old Like the 40s and 50s movies all the actors were old. They were older, yeah. Which is why yeah. you got, like, James Dean was so such a big deal and, mm. and Elvis Presley. Mm. Because they were young. Like, <laughs> yes. mo- movies didn't appeal to, you know, young people back then. And you look at the old sitcoms, and the old movies and stuff. They are all old, middle-aged men. So, yeah. Whereas, and in and, and this movie, the same thing. Yeah, like, all the cops... Were yeah. All men. or yeah. sitting and around in their suits, drinking their whiskey, smoking their cigarettes. Yeah, they're all
1: men. I even think maybe when he did the stock broking, they were all men as well. so it's Yeah, they're all men like, at the desks. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, where are the women? Like, what are the women? And doing? we didn't
0: see his. They didn't bother introducing his fiance in you know, that fake yeah. scene. No, the drug deal he he went to was a man. It was yeah. just
1: so. And the escorts were all women. You know, like they were all yeah women. Like obviously. Um, but yeah, the women were, were not, it's not like the women were cops, the women weren't part of the roles that you'd expect in the society. So yeah, they really set up the world in a, in a different way. Um, yeah, so we've got a non-2018 film by Andre Nicole, written and directed, starring Clive Owen and Amanda Sebfried, well worth checking out.
0: Indeed, now we are out to the uh, interesting part of the night, what is next week's? Adventure.
1: Well, it has to be a classic film, sorry.
0: Has, oh, no, a yeah, classic.
1: it has to be a classic. I, I Something has bubbled in my brain. What's that one? Back to the Future. Oh, that is so cool. <laughs> Back to the do Future. Do you want to do Back to the Future?
0: Yeah, oddly enough, I've seen Back to the Future 2 more often. Yeah, no, 3. Yeah. Number 3 it was with the Cowboys. Have you seen
1: 3 the most? Oh, yeah, my goodness. For a oh. while there,
0: every time my parents would come over to visit at Christmas... We'd end up sitting there watching Back to the Future three. What <laughs> sort of, three? It was maybe oh three or goodness. four, three or four years in a row. It just yeah. it was on TV, and, and we are yeah, just, just on sitting there, and it became no, a if tradition. If you are going to
1: do it, it's just going to be the the first one. Number one, Back
0: to the Future one. Yeah. it is. Yeah, that's that's a good film. Talk about a film that has uh, all the beats, oh. and it's just it's plotted like Spielberg. Is um, I have watched a lot of Spielberg films. Some of them I haven't thought were as uh, in my ballpark, but I think they've all been entertaining. They, have, they, they all tick it. the boxes, and at the end of it, you go, "Well, that was a well, you know, competently made film." Yeah, I'm entertained.
1: You yes. Know? So, Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Okay, episode twenty. Back to the Future. <laughs> all right, well, go check out Anon. Uh, it is available at the moment on Netflix as being a Netflix original. And listen to our podcast. Get in contact. Let us know what you thought about this episode. Do you agree, disagree with anything that we've talked about, with the non? And you can check us out in, at Twitter.
0: Oh, at uh, Gravity. Well, at Gravity Undone or at Space Brains Podcast. At, at Space Brains Pod on Twitter because it's <laughs> you got to have like a, you know, a, shorter, a shorter handle. Yeah,
1: and it's uh, Space Brain Podcast at Instagram and at Facebook. So gravity undone to listen, or you know Spotify, iTunes, all of those things.
0: Yeah, if you if you type in space brands in Google, you'll come off with us.
1: You will, you will. So and yeah, reach out, let us know hashtag and ask us a question. We don't mind talking about it on another episode. And suggest that's
0: a it. suggest a movie. Someone did suggest a movie. Yeah, was Uh, rise and what's that one? Oh gosh. Uh, oh, event on. Horizon <laughs> Event
1: Horizon Yeah, yeah Horizon
0: point No Event Horizon Okay that's another classic Really Yeah so we're I gonna We're gonna have to put, Bring that one up Maybe episode 25
1: 20, Episode 25 Should be so, Horizon, so Okay So yes. that was
0: well, thought, uh, That was actually One of the voice actors From Exit Plan She brought that up says so it's one of her Favorite films Yes So yes, I'll, I'll let her know When that's coming up
1: Yeah yeah Tell her Tell her We're gonna book that in In advance Episode 25 But next week We'll do Back to the Future Back to the Future Alright See you later See
0: ya